What's up, Locos? We have a very special Soccer Nation podcast today. Uh, This is Nick coming to you live from HQ in America's finest city, where we are looking specifically at getting Major League Soccer here. It's long overdue. We know people are ready for it. We know the MLS wants to be here, but there's a small matter of a site redevelopment. Right now, SDCCU Stadium is sitting there costing taxpayers $6.5 million a year. And as you may or may not know, there are a couple different groups trying to uh, take that site over, redevelop it, put a stadium on it, and bring Major League Soccer. So those two groups are Soccer City, which is known as Measure E, and is backed by Landon Donovan, Shannon McMillan, and the FS Investors. And then there's also SDSU West, who are a, uh, uh, have the friends of SDSU with them. And we spoke to both sides because we want to give you, the voter, the ammunition or the know-how, shall we say, so that you can go out and make an informed decision on the November 6th elections. Make sure you get out and vote because this is an important vote, and it's the one that will hopefully see Major League Soccer come to uh, San Diego. So we spoke to both parties, um, and we put it out there so you can listen and make your own decisions. We hope you guys enjoy it. Up first is Landon Donovan with Soccer City. Just going to get going here. So what are the three main reasons voters should vote yes on E in the coming election? Apologies for the dogs in the background. No problem. Yeah. Uh, number one is it is 100% privately funded. So unlike the last time voters were asked to vote on this property for the chargers to stay, um, we are asking for no taxpayer dollars, no current taxpayer dollars that are already in in the coffers, no future taxpayer dollars, nothing. And conversely, Measure G is asking for is asking to use funds that have already been contributed by taxpayers. They are putting students at risk to have to fund this project in the way of student fees being raised or tuition fees um, going up. We are 100% privately funded in every way. Nobody will pay a dollar. Students won't pay a dollar. Community won't pay a dollar. Businesses won't pay a dollar. We will 100% privately fund it. That's number one. Two is we are committed to doing all the things that SDSU West cannot commit to because of the way their initiative is written. We are committed to building and maintaining the river park, so spending $40 million to build the river park and maintaining it for 99 years. Uh, SDSU West, by comparison, there's no guarantee that they will build the river park, and if they do build it, the city has to pay for it, and that equates to taxpayer dollars. Um, We are privately financing our stadium. Um, We are giving the university a break on a stadium that would cost them $250 million, we're only asking them to contribute $100 million, and we'll pick up the remaining tab. We will then gift the stadium to the university so they have assurance that they have a place to play for as long as they want to play there. Um, we are committing to $50 million in traffic mitigation to help with traffic. SDSU West does not commit to any of that, so they will not make any traffic improvements if there's more traffic as a result of their initiative. Um, and we're committing to bringing the Major League Soccer team. And they, one, they they will not bring a Major League Soccer team. Two, they can't bring a Major League Soccer team. 
and we are the only initiative that does that. So um, those are those are our commitments. But what we don't have in this city is a sports and entertainment district that has a vibrant sport as the center of it with bars, restaurants, a beautiful river park, um, space for the university to expand, and office and retail throughout. We don't have that in the city, and that's just one thing that's greatly lacking from the city and keeping us back from being one of the best cities in America. And so we want to bring the fun. Um, you know, with all due respect to college campuses, most people don't go visit college campuses. There's no reason to. But everybody would visit Soccer City. There's something there for everybody, and that's what we're providing. Yeah. Now, I, just one point I would like you to clarify on there because I think it's a key one. Is, um, why do you say that they that, that SDSU West won't bring an MLS team? So Major League Soccer has there are three criteria. <clears throat> to award a new franchise uh, in no particular order. Um, market has to be a good market. So mm-hmm. we are both part of this great market that Major League Soccer wants to be in, SPSU West and Soccer City. Two is a credible, dependable, likable ownership group, which we are in spades. We have the financial power. We have the... Um, knowledge of, you know, I played in Major League Soccer for 15 years. Um, We are young and good people that are credible and reputable. Um, SDSC West does not have that. They don't have the finances. They don't have the people. Um, So they just, they fall short in every aspect of the ownership group category. And three, you have to have a good stadium solution. And what we are building is perfect for Major League Soccer. Not only is it a right-sized stadium at somewhere between 20 and 35,000 seats, but it's also embedded in the middle of a sports and entertainment district. And Major League Soccer has learned the hard way over the years that if you build a stadium uh, either out in the middle of nowhere or with nothing around it that's fun and exciting to do, you're more likely to fail. And so... Our stadium would be the hub of this beautiful sports and entertainment district. It would be intimate, loud, great atmosphere, an exciting place where people want to go. Conversely, um, you know, again, people don't want to go hang out on a college campus. It's just not what people want to do and spend. That's not how they want to spend their weekends. So building a big 40,000-seat, wide-open stadium with no atmosphere does not make sense for Major League Soccer. They don't want that. They don't want that visual. They're not going to go be a tenant on a college campus. So there's a 0% chance that Major League Soccer comes if SU West passes. And there is a 100% chance that Major League Soccer comes if Soccer City passes. Um, okay, so you, you touched on this a little bit with SDSU um, and as the football team, but how does Soccer City's plan with, work with SDSU if they wanted to expand their campus? Mm-hmm. So this is the unfortunate piece of this campaign that's get lo- that gets lost. Our ownership group and all of our day-to-day working people have deep, deep ties to San Diego State. Uh, Steve Altman, who is one of our lead contributors, literally has SDSU memorabilia all throughout his home. I've been in his home probably seven times in my life, and there is stuff everywhere. He he has donated millions, if not tens of million dollars, 
to San Diego State Athletics to help them. Um, he is black and red through and through. He loves the university. Many of our day-to-day people in this office are alums or have family members who are alums and love San Diego State. We want to help San Diego State. It was one of the core tenets of this initiative from day one. Unfortunately, what's happened is a few uh, local greedy developers have tried to muddy those waters and make us look like we are anti-San Diego State. And consequently, they've been in the years of the university and um, hijacked the university's name and brand to try to get a piece of this land. And it's been very disappointing for us. Uh, it's been a really difficult road to go down because we're being painted as this group of people who don't care about San Diego State, and it's quite the opposite. And the irony in all of this is that our plan is better for San Diego State. It, it saves them money. It doesn't put students on the hook um, or at risk should the plan not go perfectly to plan. And we are we are just a better option. We have a better stadium that's more exciting that people will want to go to. So that's the irony in all this, and we have publicly and in the initiative committed to supporting San Diego State, offering them dozens of acres for free, the stadium at a much reduced cost, plus the ability to own the stadium outright so they have security as to where they're going to play, and the ability to purchase up to 35 acres in the future should they need it. And that's a key differentiator, or that's a key point because the university, in fairness to them, doesn't know if they're going to need the acreage in 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 or 100 years. They just don't know, especially with the way colleges now are moving more towards online learning. So they don't know if they need it, and that's fair. But we have said whenever you need it, it is there for you, and you can have it. And um, that's... That's the reality of the situation. Uh, unfortunately, you only get little blurbs, and you can be confused by it, but that's the reality. Right. Okay, great. Um, now you, you, this is, the next question was about the River Park, which I kind of – I think you really touched on that in the first part uh, when you talked about what you're committed to. Um, so, I mean, I know there's been, you know, some, some scrutiny over the amount that was committed and, and things like that, but there's, the question is there's a lot of talk about the River Park. Um, does Fox City guarantee the development of the River Park? And, and what are the details? Like, how have you guaranteed that? I guess we yep. can just rehash that. Yeah, so that was another. So just to take you back, so it gives you context. When we started this initiative process, and admittedly I wasn't involved at that point, um, the principal uh, funders of this project said, we need to go to the city, go to the people of Mission Valley, go to the community planning groups and figure out what they want on this site. And decades and decades of meetings and approvals have been done. There's very specific things that have to go on that site based on the community planning. Um, One is the river park has to be accounted for and taken care of and revitalized. Um, There needs to be um, some mix of affordable housing and other housing. There's a very detailed list of things that need to go there. So as it pertains to the river park, we said, you know, we don't have to commit to doing anything at the river park, which San Diego State has taken to heart, and they are not committing to doing anything. Instead, they are putting the city on the hook, and 
aka the taxpayers on the hook. Um, but we said, you know what, it's the right thing to do to build out a beautiful 60-acre, $40 million river park and just so the city and taxpayers really have no liability, we're going to maintain it for the next 99 years. So nobody has to pay a penny to maintain it. If the river park all of a sudden needs a $10 million renovation, guess who pays for it? We do, not the city. Conversely, SDSU West, in their initiative, and the city attorney has said this publicly on the record, they are under no guarantee, or sorry, they are under no obligation to build the river park. And if they do build the river park, the city has to pay for it and maintain it. And again, when the city has to pay for it and maintain it, that's your <laughs> that's your red flag for taxpayers have to pay for it and maintain it. So they are very different. Very different ideas and very different thoughts about how to do these things. Ours, again, like I said from the beginning, is 100% privately funded in every way. Great. Okay. Um, so, so going back now to the – I know we talked about this briefly, but what happens to Soccer City development if you don't secure an MLS franchise? The land goes back to the city. And that's, and that's in right. That's in writing, but that is right there. That is in writing. That has been agreed in a lease agreement with the city uh, that the mayor negotiated. That is, and and not only is it, I mean, listen, even if it were the case that we weren't legally obligated to do that, it just doesn't make sense, right? If you have a stadium that only SDSU football uses six times a year, it just economically doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not worth it. So having a soccer tenant that has 25 dates a year, plus you can have concerts, plus you can have international soccer, et cetera, et cetera, that makes it financially worth it. So not only is it are we doing the right thing, but also it's the fiscally responsible thing for us to do if we don't get a team. So it is absolutely clear that if we do not secure an MLS team, then the city goes back to the land, or the land goes back to the city immediately. Sorry. Great. No, I appreciate that. Now, how was the um, how was the fair market value determined for buying the the site where SDCBU Stadium currently is? So, in that same negotiation with the city, um, the mayor had an independent appraisal done on the site, that site, and the old Chargers training facility that we are hoping to acquire as well so we can build a, again, 100% privately funded youth academy for kids who don't have the opportunity to pay thousands of dollars for club soccer. Um, we'll have the opportunity to come play for us for free. The mayor negotiated that with us, and the appraisal came back at, uh, I believe, $83 million for the land. And What did the appraisal come back for the Murphy Canyon site? And $27 million for the Murphy Canyon site, so in total $110 million. So that is locked in, set, um, clearly a number <laughs> that was a lot higher than we expected, but we said it's the right thing to do. It's, it's been independently appraised, and we're going to commit to it. Conversely, again, and you're finding a theme here, the SDSU West plan, which, uh, as you're noticing, is finding ways around all of this stuff, has not committed to that number and instead has said, we will pay whatever the fair market value is as deemed by the city council. And uh, if you know how whatever's fair and equitable, and if you know how city council works in this town, they are 
big supporters of SDSU West, then you can, I can promise you that number is going to be a lot lower than 110 million or 83 million just for the Mission Valley site. Okay. Um, now, once the, once the, the approval happens, obviously you guys have submitted your plan up front, but I, I, you know, there's been talk about that there's no public, um, there's no public approval process, you know, at each stage of the development. What would you say to that? So, the, if you take that on the surface, um, you say, yeah, how come there's no public input? No, but people, the public, the community groups have been planning that property for 25 years. There are detailed plans about exactly what that property has to be, what it cannot be. And if you look at the plans, by the way, the SDSU West plan is copied from ours. They basically copy, they basically copy pasted our plan and moved the stadium to a different, uh, less valuable site of the property, which was not a smart business move. Um, and put out the same plan. So there's not, there's no, there's not a lot of wiggle room in what can now, maybe is there 3,000 housing units versus 2,500,000 units? Uh, those kind of things can change, but there are certain things that have to be on that site. And so the idea that there's going to be this huge public input process is just a farce. It's not true. It's that land has to be used in certain ways, and that's why their plan, um, copied our plan almost identically. Okay. Great. And then um, last question. So I, I know that there's a, you know, there's a lot of talk about the SDSU West or SDSU is this, you know, it's part of San Diego. Um, you know, I'm from here and it's, you know, it's as much part of San Diego as, as the Padres or anything like that is. So what would you, you know, what would you say as far as the view that you guys uh, at Soccer City are kind of like the, the out of town private group? I mean, how would you address that? So the main principles are Steve Altman, Mike Stone, and the two brothers, the Tayabi brothers. Uh, I'm not positive on the Tayabi brothers, but Mike Stone has lived here for a couple decades. Steve Altman moved here with his wife uh, literally the year I was born, so 36 years ago. Um, they have both been huge supporters of the San Diego State and the San Diego community as a whole. Mike Stone runs the largest social impact fund in the world. And much of that, obviously, is taking care of the San Diego community as well. As I said to you earlier, Steve Altman has donated millions, if not tens of millions of dollars to San Diego State over the years and has been involved in San Diego philanthropically or as a business leader at Qualcomm and then with many different things, but most notably the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund for years here in San Diego and donated millions of dollars as well. Um, they are ingrained and embedded in this community. Were they born here? No. But they are as San Diegan as anybody else who was born here or has lived here at any point in their life. They love this community and this notion that they are out of towners is false and candidly it's disrespectful. Great. Okay. Well, I, I genuinely really appreciate the time. Um, you know, we'll get this out there and, uh, you know, I appreciate it and good luck to you in the uh, upcoming election. I appreciate it, Nick. Thank you very much, man. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Now we're going to talk to Jack McRory of SDSU West and hear about Measure G, which is SDSU West's initiative for the stadium site. All right, Jack. So we're recording now. 
Okay, so what are the first question? Um, what are the three main reasons voters should vote yes on G in the coming election? Three main reasons they should vote G is because um, the San Diego State University needs to expand. Um, they are landlocked on Montezuma Mesa, and they need additional space to expand the university to accommodate an additional 15,000 students. Um, the second reason is this: the measure G is the measure that guarantees that a new stadium will be built because we already have a football team in hand. And the stadium is going to be designed so that it, that it, is, it is a joint-use stadium for professional soccer and for San Diego State University football. And the sight lines, the angles, um, the, the amenities will all be soccer-friendly. Uh, and we are confident that a professional a soccer team will want to play in that stadium. It's being designed by a group out of Kansas City called Populous which is an outgrowth of um, the old HOK sports firm who have designed several joint-use soccer and football stadiums, and we are committed to making sure that the university is committed to making sure that this will be a uh, soccer-friendly stadium. And the third reason is that we will, um, we we are, the the initiative commits the university to build a large river park and community parks for the community. In fact, 52% of the site plan is dedicated to parks and open space. Great. Okay. Now, regarding the MLS side, because we touched on that, obviously, as your, as your second point. Sure. Um, so the stadium is going to be built for, you know, so it has, like you said, the side lines and it's attractive for an MLS uh, franchise. What's the plan? What's the uh, what, what's in the plans as far as applying for that franchise? And, and do you guys have you know, the, the sort of structures and, and plans in place to pursue that once the assuming you want and, and you're building the stadium? Well, we, we, we would make the offer, um, uh, the university would make the offer to directly to the FS investors to um, to come in either through joint ownership or as a tenant in the new stadium. And so oh, they, they, that, that invitation is wide open. They, I think the soccer fans, are assured um, with Measure G of a new stadium right away, and they are not. They don't have that assurance with the Soccer City Initiative because they don't have a, a franchise. The stadium has to be built because, by the terms of the initiative, uh, on the day that the the acquisition of the stadium site is accomplished by San Diego State University, they take over full financial obligation for the stadium operation from the city, which involves a six and a half million dollar Lots of cheer. So the, the San Diego State has a major financial incentive to get this stadium built by 2022. And that it does not exist in the Measure E initiative. Right. Okay. So you said there's a six and a half, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood that part. There was a six and a half million. What was the, what was the incentive? It's, yeah, it's, it's been talked about in the newspapers. They're operating with the, the current stadium, even with the, with the Aztecs playing there, has about a six and a half million dollar operating loss each year. Oh, right, yes. I'm sorry. I just I misunderstood. I didn't hear the operating loss part. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, now, regarding, like, the, the river park, because you said that's 52% of the land, how is that – Where I know there's been talk about where the funds are coming from for that, that side of things. I know there's a big push uh, regarding, you know, no public funding from, you know, from the Soccer City side of things. So, regarding your funding, where what, what are the plans and where does that come from? Well, actually, soccer, the Soccer City Initiative, as it's structured right now, will require public funding because their contribution to 
the project cost is reduced to $20 million um, if the park isn't built by the end of this year, which is a physical impossibility. So um, they will require public funds. The university, the initiative, uh, Prop Measure G says that the, the university will cause the uh, park to be constructed. So they have a financial obligation to do it. Now, that where they get the money, whether it's state park grants or state and campus funds, um, that, that'll be within their discretion to figure out where that money comes from. But the city's general fund, is, it's clear in the initiative that the city's general fund will not pay for it. If there are other funds that are brought to bear that happen through negotiations from either the state grants, uh, appropriations from the state legislature, or um, campus revenues, then, then that's up to the university to figure out how they're going to pay for it. But they have the responsibility to build it. Okay, great. And, um, you know, regarding, like, the expansion, the campus expansion, how, you know, I know the River Park, we talked about that being 52%, and then we have the, obviously, the, the stadium. What else is, is, is on there for those that maybe haven't been paying as close attention? Um, there are two hotels um, that, uh, that total 400 rooms. There's 1.6 million square feet of uh, research and development technology park and classroom space. And then there's 4,500 residential units that uh, the mix of those has yet to be determined, but it'll be for students and uh, undergraduate students, uh, graduate students, faculty, and some of them will be open to the public depending on on discussions with the Mission Valley Planning Group and what they would like to see as a mix. Okay. Great. Um, now, going back, if you, uh, you know, if you acquire the land and then you, you work with Soccer State to get the MLS team, what if, you know, if they weren't willing to do that, is there a backup plan as far as going after an MLS franchise? Um, well, we, we know that there are other parties that are interested uh, in going after an MLS franchise. And if, if the Soccer City guys gave up their rights, um, I'm, I'm confident that there are other groups that would like to come in. You know, we've had discussions. Uh, J.D. Worker has been down in, in Tijuana. He's had discussions with the Cholo starting to play exhibition games uh, in, the, in the new stadium uh, and vice versa. San Diego State may, may be going down to Tijuana to play a game, an exhibition game or two. So the, the, there are discussions going on with the Cholos that they would come up and play exhibition games. Um, we're, in, we're incredible. The university is incredibly interested in having professional soccer as a tenant, and they are confident that there are other ownership groups that would come step in and and, uh, and, and acquire an MLS team. Okay, great. And you, um, you, and you know the MLS has got to want to come to San Diego. Be, be, with our location on the border with Mexico, um, this you, know, you can't you can't get a more attractive area to host a to, to have a, a, an MLS franchise. Oh yeah, no, I I completely agree to that. Um, okay, so last question. Assuming that you know, let's say G wins and E loses in the upcoming election, and I understand I'm asking you to kind of predict the future. How do you see the timeline and, and you know as much of the specifics as possible unfolding as you know for this thing to develop uh, down there? Well, you had the, in the first part of well, the end of 18 and the beginning of 19 would be the, the negotiations for the acquisition site. San Diego State is already preparing the environmental documents um, for the project. Um, we, the San Diego State's plan is to be shovel in the ground for the new stadium in 2020 and to open up to play um, uh, college football and hopefully professional soccer in 2022. 
Great. Okay. Is there, and I, you know, do the same thing for, for Sox State. Is there anything else you'd like to add as far as, you know, any points or, you know, just to kind of give you open floor on that? We just, we are, we, the university and the, the initiative and the university, um, want to have professional soccer as a, either, either as a co-owner or as a tenant in, in the new stadium. And the one measure that guarantees that a new stadium is going to be built as quickly as possible is, me- is measure G. And there, the, the university is designing this stadium to be professional soccer friendly and, and with the hopes that an MLS team will show up either through the FS investors or through another ownership group. Great. Okay, Jack, I'm just going to press end right there on, on the, uh, on the recording. So just give me a second. please. All right. So there you have it. Both SDSU West with Jack McRory, which is measure G and Landon Donovan with, with soccer city, which is measure E. Uh, get out there on November 6th, rock the vote, make sure you, uh, you, you get out there and you cast your vote because this is your chance to have your say on who you think is best positioned to bring soccer to San Diego. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time.